Welcome to the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. My name is Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie and I'm delighted that you have joined me. Each of the episodes are filled with coaching and lessons on how to tune into our intuition, how to become more intuitively aware and how to use our intuition as a guide in our daily life. I'm so excited to get started. So let's get into it. Well, hello, and you are very welcome to the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast again today. I hope wherever you are, you are really well and enjoying your day or have enjoyed your day, whatever time you are listening this to. So today I want to talk about the very loaded topic of energetic boundaries. (laughs) So, you know, we... Anybody within a place of service or so on, it's a very good thing or good idea to develop good boundaries anyway. But I think sometimes the the lesser um, discussed topic would be energetic boundaries. And this is something that is really, really important, especially when you start developing your intuition a little bit more. You're becoming more sensitive to information, to energies, to emotions that are around you. A lot of the practices that I have gone through in this this coaching podcast over the episodes is really about, you know, you cultivating that and you're you're opening up to hearing your own inner guidance and, you know, using your emotions as, as a guidance system as well. But that also, um, I suppose, creates a sensitivity or um, a fine tuning of your intuition. And, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, through whatever methods they use, sometimes it's almost like that part of their energetic system is like literally broken open and all this information comes flooding in. And that's not necessarily a good thing. And it it is very often um, experienced as a psychic breakdown. Um, of somebody literally being broken open like that. Um, not a way or method I would recommend, but if um, if you know of anyone that that has happened to or that might have happened to you, it's like there there is um, a, a healing path in that and it's just about you coming back to yourself, to your body, doing lots of grounding and all of that. So, but for all of us who who um, are developing our intuitive skill um, at a kind of a natural pace and we're, we're doing it with intention and with care. It is really important to, I suppose, create these energetic boundaries as we go. And sometimes we can only really create them when we know what they are or what it feels like if we have poor energetic boundaries, let me put it that way. So the first step in creating these is about self-awareness. And self-awareness only comes through us doing our own work, our own emotional work, our personal development work, knowing ourselves really well, knowing our bodies really well, knowing that um, even just knowing your inner knowing, (laughs) you know, how you feel in your body when you you know when something is the truth 
it feels a certain way in your body. If some if there's an untruth or a lie, something else, it, it feels different in your body. So cultivating your um, intuition and also your energetic boundaries definitely start with self-awareness. And the more we are self-aware of how we respond, how we react, um, what we feel, what we don't feel, is is the first step in anything really in life. Um, when we make changes or we grow ourselves, it's about self-awareness. It's, it gives us a measurement of where we are at and the points where we want to grow in. So, you know, so many of my therapeutic clients as well, it's like it is about raising our self-awareness and how we can use it as, okay, this is what's happening for me in these situations when I'm um, around certain kind of characters or whatever, this happens for me and I want to work on that. So that's the type of self-awareness I'm talking about as well when we are cultivating our intuition is knowing where we are at so we can have a measurement and what we would like to increase or decrease sometimes. So and that brings me to the next point is learning how to distinguish between what is yours and what is another's. And when I say that is, you know, when we create or we cultivate our intuition and increase our intuitive ability in that way, we often pick up information from others and we might not know where that comes from. And like everything in life, everything has a shadow side. And sometimes we might pick up emotions from other people and they might seem quite happy-go-lucky and have a big smile on their face and they're going about their day. But within them, they might have a really deep, deep sadness or they might be grieving or they might be really angry, but they don't want to show it outwardly. But as we increase our intuition, we might pick up on these emotions that are under the surface, that is not shown publicly, but we can feel it in the field, if you like. You know, if I can use that therapeutic term, it's like what is in the ether and we can feel that. And you have to remember, emotion is this, it's energy in motion. So emotion is just another form of energy and it surrounds us. And I'm I'm sure we've we've all met people and maybe sometimes we were those people ourselves that have that dark cloud that moves around with them. <laughs> so you can literally feel the dark cloud and the rainy cloud over them. And, um, you know, so and that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's like this person might be all smiley and cheery, but they they have a real sorrow within themselves and if we are especially if we are empathic we might absorb those feelings or we might have um, people or friends or colleagues or somebody that likes to hang out around us for that very reason because you are quite intuitive or empathic that you might without knowing actually make them feel better so um, by taking that emotion on without you realizing it and they go away all happy and they feel better and they might have told you the story or get something off their chest and they feel you know go away feeling all happy and yay I feel so much better but you are left carrying 
the heavy emotion and you might not even realize that you are, that you've actually literally taken that emotion on. So with that self-awareness comes the next level or the next layer of it is to distinguish between what is mine and what is another's. So, you know, maybe sitting with somebody um, in a room of, you know, full of people, say you're at a party or whatever, and you're sitting on a couch and somebody comes to sit next to you and you feel all of a sudden you feel a kind of an irritation or an anger or a frustration or something. And I suppose asking yourself this question, it's like, why am I feeling angry or frustrated or annoyed or whatever all of a sudden? And if you don't have a valid reason why that is, it might be the person sitting next to you <laughs> annoying you. <laughs> you know, maybe that have said something and, you know, have said something that triggers something, which is something we'll talk about next. But it's like, you know, so it might be something like that. And if you can't pinpoint that, is to take ownership of that. But if it isn't something that you can pinpoint, I suppose even just hold the thought or the idea loosely of maybe this is not mine. And when you find if you've moved away from the person or whatever, and you don't feel that annoyance or that frustration anymore, then it probably wasn't yours. It might be something that you were picking up in them. But here's the thing. Very often, if it is somebody that's very close to us, maybe a family member or a really good friend or a sibling, maybe we might actually share in their sorrows, you know, as that that old saying goes, but... Um, sorrow shared is a sorrow halved and you know we might literally energetically take on the emotion or some of it on um you know on their behalf without even noticing that we did because we care about them and we want them to feel better and all of that so there's this funny energy exchange that happens between you and then you literally might actually take that on which is not necessarily yours to process or to deal with so um, distinguishing between what is yours and what is not yours is really important. And, you know, we'll be looking at some uh, practices that you, we can do as well to discharge those energies. So that brings me to the next point is to know your triggers. Know your triggers in different ways. What are your emotional triggers that could, um, you know, trigger, like I said before, if the person maybe said something and they said something that triggers frustration or anger or annoyance or something in you, knowing what they are because or what your triggers are saying. If somebody talks about a specific topic, say politics or whatever, and politics always annoy you or whatever it is, knowing that, OK, it's because he was talking about this and now I'm annoyed because it triggered something in me. Or knowing our triggers in the sense of somebody might have said something and it triggers a past memory of things that you haven't dealt with. And that might trigger either anger or sadness or whatever it might be, right? But also the other triggers that you need to watch out for is what are your triggers around you adopting or absorbing somebody else's energy or emotions, it might be a specific friend or it might be if they come with a certain story or it might be um, a certain thing or a certain kind of character or situation that this person is in that makes you 
open up, I suppose, your energy field in such a way that you absorb what is going on for them. So knowing your triggers on both ends is what people, you know, what is unresolved in you that can get triggered in you and who are the people, the situations, the whatever, the, the characters that could trigger in you an absorption of their um, energies. So knowing your triggers is also really, really important so that you can distinguish between what is actually my inner guidance or is, or is this just unresolved emotions that I am, that's in me that I need to deal with. Okay, so once again, it all comes back to self-awareness. Okay, so the fourth thing, the fourth step I want to touch on on this is taking responsibility, right? Once again, on both ends. If there, if there are anything that's unresolved in you, unresolved emotions, unresolved story, whatever it is, is to taking responsibility for you to go and heal that in yourself so that it cannot be triggered any longer. Okay, so that's the one side of it. The other side of the taking responsibility is taking responsibility of your own self-care, right? So taking responsibility of how wide you open up your energy to others and what you let in and what you don't let in. If, you know, I'm sure you have heard of these meditations of surrounding your energy field with this golden bubble or, you know, um, um, a be a, a beam of light or whatever it is. So whatever method you use to, to, to do that doesn't matter, whatever works for you. But it's about you taking responsibility of keeping your energy clean and keeping your energy safe, I suppose, you know, and to create those healthy boundaries around that. So taking responsibility to do those things. One, to do your own healing work on your own woundedness and the other about taking responsibility to keep your energetic body as clean as you can. Okay, so talking about that now, about, you know, keeping our energy body clean, is like, you know, as I said um, in other podcasts, as well as like, you know, we spend time in, you know, in all this EMF all the time. We're surrounded by electronics, by broadband, by Wi-Fi, by mobile phone towers, by electronic devices and everything. So that in itself can have a huge distortion on our energy body. And it's really important that we keep our energy body clean from those kind of things if you want to cultivate a very clear um, in intuitive guidance. Um, yeah, you, you need to take responsibility to do that too. But so one of, so that is one part of it. Another part of it is, is if we spend time um, in, if, if it's part of your healing work, if you spend a lot of time with, say, clients that have a lot of heavy emotions or shift a lot of um, um, energy, emotional energy, talk about a lot of, um, say, childhood trauma or anything like that, if that is your healing work and you spend a lot of time in that kind of environment all day, it's really, really important that you have a healthy practice to keep your energetic 
boundaries really clean and your energy body clean to discharge of all of that emotion and the energy that you spend time in every day. Okay, so that is the, the other thing as well. So there are all the kind of the physical, the, you know, the electronic kind of things, but there's also the emotional things. Another, um, I suppose, something I just want to mention is purely because I know the effect of it on myself. If I spend time in very, very crowded or busy places, like um, very busy shopping centers or things like nightclubs or um, music gigs, like concerts and that kind of thing, is, a, a, I wouldn't say it's a no-no for me, but I know the effect it has on my body um, and on me emotionally if I spend a lot, lot of time um, in, in crowds like that. Because if you can imagine, it's like everybody has their own energetic field and it's filled with all kinds of things, all kinds of stories. It could be filled with all kinds of substances, who knows? And, you know, if you are there and you you are do work to cultivate your intuition, you know, um, you become energetically a lot more sensitive. You'll be a lot more sensitive to picking up everything that is around you. I find that terribly exhausting. And the impact of that is quite a lot. And I never realized it. Um, I was often described as a sensitive child when I was younger. And things like going to my dad's um, works Christmas party thing for the kids was uh, very often ended up with me um, not wanting to open my presents between, you know, among all these people and very often ended up in tears because all of the energy and the emotion of and the excitement and the kids and the noise and the everything was for me, even at that stage, was just too much. I didn't, we didn't understand it. My mum and dad didn't understand it back then. I certainly didn't. It was much, much later when I did my shamanic training that I got an understanding of what was happening there and the effect of energies around me and what effect that had on me and on my energy body. And um, that I learned techniques as well of how to manage that, to keep that clear and also to maintain um. I suppose, good boundaries in situations like that, that I look after myself and with intention um, when I am in crowded places by choice. Um, so what are some of these things? I'm going to give you three of my top things that I use, um, maybe four <laughs> of the, the things that I use to help keep my energy body clean. And what the first thing I want to mention, I've mentioned a lot, is the earthing is to go outside with your bare feet and stand with your bare feet on Mother Earth for about 20 minutes or so, or walk on the Earth for about 20 minutes, whether it's on the grass or on soil, or you're lucky enough to be by the beach, to, uh, you know, on the sand, but have the direct contact with your skin on Mother Earth and those lovely energies. Uh, and with intention, Asking the earth to take whatever is not yours, the energy that doesn't belong in your body, to remove it from you. I know this probably sounds a bit woo-woo to some of you, but it works like magic. Um, the earth uh, you know, vibrates at a certain frequency, the Schumann resonance, and it's a beautiful balancing energy and a very natural energy to our bodies, as that is what we're made of, you know, it's this vibration. So... It's a beautiful um, way to release energy into the earth. And 
And Mother Earth is always so good to us to support us in, in that way, you know. So that would be my one of my definite go to things to do more so in the summer than in the winter, I have to say. <laughs> my second thing would be Epsom salts. Right. Your grandmother was right. Yes, salt is very clearing <laughs> and Epsom salts too is very alkalizing to the body. So definitely either Epsom salts bath. If you don't have a bath, make yourself a scrub with Epsom salts with maybe coconut oil or olive oil and Epsom salts and use that to scrub the body before you get into the shower. And even just being under the water um, is a lovely way to just discharge from all of those energies and once again with intention saying it's like that's asking your body to release the the energy that is not yours and just see it flow down the drain <laughs> with the water but it is definitely epsom salts is definitely my second big 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 tip that i would give my third thing is sound vibrations um partly why i i do sound healing is I found the massive benefits of it. So sound vibrations mean, you know, not just singing bowls, it could be drumming, it could be singing, it, anything like that. A sound I find really, really shifts um, energy out of my body. And sometimes I need different kinds of sounds. So once again, it's about tuning in that self-awareness, tuning into the body, asking the body what it needs. So um, sound is definitely uh, my my third go-to thing. Um, I have a recording of a beautiful healer that does energy work and he does things like land clearing and all of that. And I bought his um, recordings around kind of healing sounds, which is amazing. Um, so I, I love listening to, to that and allow him to do the energetic work. And I find that really, really good as well. So sounds is a, it's another big thing for me in helping me to shift energy. I know some people use crystals. There are some crystals um, that are is it selenite, the, the kind of the salt one, the white, the pure white salt one that I know people use as well um, to clear their energies that are really, really good. Other people use sage or, um, you know, incense to do that. But for, for me, my three go to's are those three things I mentioned. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so one, once again, minding your energetic boundaries, it starts with self-awareness. Learn how to distinguish what is yours and what is another's. Know your triggers. Yeah, so it's important that we keep doing our personal healing work, you know, knowing what our triggers are so that we can know when we get an intuitive hit. Is this about me? and my story and my woundedness or what am I picking up here <laughs> you know so it's like so that you can actually know what that is and fourthly take responsibility for your own um keeping you know your yourself clean and clear of additional triggers that doesn't need to be there but also keeping your energy body clean and minding where you spend your time how you spend your time um, so, so important is if you want to be an intuitive vessel and a clear intuitive vessel, you have to take responsibility for how you spend your energy and what you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to, 
all of those things, you have to remember everything is energy. Every single thing is energy. Visuals, sounds, emotions, physical things, whatever it is, all this electronics, it's all energy and it affects our energy body. So you need to take responsibility of what you consume, just like we need to take responsibility with what we consume in food-wise and water and so on. Mm, that's actually something else that I could mention is our diet. If you want to really keep your energy body clean is mind what you put into your body. Things like, you know, any kind of toxins like um, alcohol, caffeine, lots of sugars, all of those, can, a lot of processed stuff that's not natural will clog up the body and the body is just not as sensitive or, you know, it kind of clogs up that intuitive hit that we can get. And also keep really, really well hydrated. Um, yes, I, I can talk a lot about, you know, hydration and how important that is. Because you have to remember energy, you know, um, is electricity. It's like the electricity that moves through the body. And water is a conductor of electricity and energy. So, you know, keeping well hydrated lets the energy really move, but it also flushes out toxins and things that keeps the body physically clear, but also energetically clear. So I hope you found that helpful and that you can take some tips from what we were discussing today around minding our energy boundaries. And yes, it's such an important part of um, le leading an intuitive life. Um, so I hope you can um, just take some things out of this and apply it to your life. So let's get out there and let's get into it. I'll talk to you again next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. I just loved sharing with you today. And I truly believe that our intuition is one of our most important tools to help guide us on our journey through life. Join me again on the next episode when we will talk about more ways we can increase our intuitive intelligence. This is your host, Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie. And until next time, let's stay into it.